0: Welcome to the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the January 9th episode of the umya yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Monday episode of the show. Tonight is indeed the college national championship game as the TCU Horned Frogs take on the Georgia Bulldogs in uh, what... We hope will shape up to be an awesome event. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, we appreciate you very, very much. If you haven't subscribed to the show, we would very, very much appreciate that as well. If you could just hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app, that does the job, does the trick. Away you go. We are over at Twitter, at Um Yeah Sports. We'd love to hear from you. John also tweets analysis, news information, whatnot, um, at the John McConey. Give both of those a follow if you will. Hey, John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am excellent. It is the national championship game. The uh, NFL regular season is now in the books. We know how the playoffs uh, ha- are going to be shaped uh, this year as, as teams try to get their way to the Super Bowl. So many things happening, uh, many things to talk about. Where would you like to start? Uh,
1: the, the championship game tonight. Actually, let's
0: start let's start with uh with Damar Hamlin. Oh yeah. He has been released sure. from the hospital. Yeah, great news. It's amazing. Great news. Miracle, thank God. Yeah. Very good. Very very good. So, he is uh he is yeah, heading back to Buffalo, and we'll see what his future holds, but he gets to uh, continue to join us here on the planet, which is awesome. So love to hear that. All right, so what did you say that you want to talk about?
1: The championship game.
0: Championship game, yes, big deal. Uh, you think this is going to be a good one?
1: I think so. Um, it's always fun when you get you know teams like this playing. Uh, in last, what was it, like a week ago, um, when the Ohio State – but guys played Georgia and that game came down in the very last second. Um, both games were really close. Both games were pretty fun to watch. I don't know what to expect from this game. Part of me believes that you know TCU is going to keep you know in a close game and you know battle with Georgia uh, like Ohio State did. But the other part of me also knows that the reason TCU won in large part was because of Michigan's miscues and mistakes. Uh, Michigan probably would have been able to win that game probably by seven or somewhere around that if they cleaned up a lot of their mistakes. Michigan on defense didn't look that great. They had a lot of holes, a lot of gaps. Uh, and at the beginning of the game, they just kind of fell apart as far as the offense is concerned. With a lot of picks and interceptions and mistakes of that nature. Um, but I think Georgia is an SEC team. Um, the only one that made it in the playoffs. Um, You know, we're pretty close against the Buckeyes, but the Buckeyes are a relatively good team um, when you weigh all the factors. TCU coming into this game, probably coming in with a head full of steam, you know, a lot of confidence um, as far as their ability to beat Michigan. Doesn't matter how they won in their minds, they won that game. Uh, And when you win a game, uh, especially in the playoffs, with the road that they play, there's obviously going to be a boost, a factor of of just being excited about it. Um, And I've heard, you know, on twitter i did a couple polls talking to, talking to different people trying to see what the kind of the, the atmosphere is uh i think a lot of people are rooting for the cinderella story as far as tcu being able to win that game um but i'm just not entirely sure what the case will be who's gonna win that game what's the what's everything gonna you know shape out and look like um and i think personally uh i think on when the national when we talked about the national championship championship game of about a week ago we were talking about, I think it's going to probably be some point Georgia victory, but I could see it go two ways. A, I could see, you know, TCU coming out of the gate strong, uh, and, you know, really playing well and sticking it to Georgia for a you know, part of the game playing really well. Then Georgia throttles, accelerates and just absolutely blows up this TCU team. That's a possibility and probably a pretty high possibility. If you're actually weighing, you know, factors of who these teams actually are, um, and what they've kind of had to go through this season, both teams have had, had their share of controversy, both both their share of issues throughout the season, trying to get here. Uh, both teams are really, really good. And then you look at Georgia, um, you look at the other option, which is, you know, TCO still comes out the gate well, but they kind of just go back and forth a little bit, back and forth. And then whoever has the ball at the very end of the game will be that, you know, deciding champion and that deciding winner. Um, and, you know, it's hard to, you know, kind of pick this game. Because you never know what to expect from a team like this. I think they're we kind of drew parallels um, in an in uh, earlier episode about the uh, Cincinnati underdog story of last year going to the Super Bowl and the um, in the TCU uh, Horned Frogs or whatever. And you can kind of see a parallel of both those teams. You can't count either one of those teams out. Uh, and Cincinnati made it all the way there, lost to the Rams in a really tight, you know, fun contested matchup at a fun game uh TCU you know similar situations they able to get past a couple of tight games and win the way they win one is you know a little bit shifty a little bit off a little bit strange but at the same time you never can you know count either one of these teams out but you know I'm gonna stick to my guns like I did with the Rams and pick the Rams to win this Bowl by three I'm gonna go with what I feel and that's you know uh Georgia by seven uh okay. and maybe a close game but I think okay. there's probably a possibility that Georgia blows socks off okay yeah well go SEC it's quite possible uh, okay,
0: cool. And so uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did manage to squeeze into the playoffs. They are a, a losing record team. I think the record is what? Uh, eight and nine, eight and nine Eight and nine. Uh, and they, the Cowboys have to travel to Tampa and play a Monday Night football game against Tom Brady in Tampa, which is probably not going to.
1: be a wild card weekend. Yeah,
0: so. it's not going to be easy for them. They seem to be kind of on the decline while the buccaneers seem to be. Although I know Tampa lost, but the defense is mending and
1: Well was also a Tampa team that s- sat Tom Brady yeah. for Trask and Right and, and the backup so Yeah.
0: So so Cowboys are seeming to struggle, yes. Yeah, As they head into the playoffs here. <laughs> seeming,
1: seeming to struggle is a little bit yeah. of understatement.
0: Okay, all right. So they are struggling, and and they have to go to Tampa. So what's going to happen here?
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I watched the game. We'll get into all of this um, on Friday um, when we uh, can, when I had a chance to watch all the game, all the material, and we'll do our picks then. But okay. So wait, actually, let's just pause for a second. Okay,
0: so this week's going to have a different, slightly different schedule. Yeah, just on the a show. little
1: different. We'll do today's obviously, and then Wednesday will be a skip, and then Friday we'll come back because I want time to be to watch all the games okay. you know do all that stuff and we'll do picks friday a little bit okay. little longer episode all right cool. but as far as the cowboys are concerned i didn't think you could skip that without talking about it just because of how bad it was um i've watched a lot of tampa football obviously because you, we've watched a lot of tampa football together um big yes. fan of you yes. <laughs> big fan of them yep um and i've seen a decent amount of cowboy football because cowboys are you know the talking point of the league or happen um after last night's performance I have you know a lot of questions about what they'll be able to do against Tampa Bay, how they'll even be able to stop them. Because Dak Prescott, when it a bit of pressure came into his face, he was not looking downfield anymore. He was looking at the offensive line and how they were crumbling around him, trying to figure out where he was going to go. He just you know, lost track of what was going on. And then when finally either the pocket collapsed, he got or he was able to step up and make a throw. That happened a couple of times. What also happened is Dak Prescott, I don't know if he's not seeing the field, as well as sudden or what's happening, multiple bad interceptions that he should have seen, should have seen coming. I mean, I'm a fan; I could see those. Um, and also, you're throwing into double coverage. I get your arm is good enough where you could make those passes, but why force those passes? That's not necessary to win a football game. Yeah, you're trying to jumpstart your team. You're trying to get something going because you know you've been playing horribly. You're trying to get in the end zone. But there's a higher probability that, that ball gets intercepted than you're able to put it in, you know, on a dime and get it in there. Now NFL quarterbacks and Dad Prescott probably could get it in there, but why, you know, why force it? Uh, and we saw multiple situations of that passes that were just errant and super off target. Now the cornerbacks of Tampa have been bad this season due to injuries. You know, you kind of come to now and they in the last game not against the against the the Falcons, which I didn't watch too much of it, but I imagine a lot of the stars are out. I saw Tom Brady didn't play much in the second half. But if you look at the Panthers' game and against the Cincinnati Bengals, both those games, they played decent in the secondary. And their defensive line and their linebackers are all really good at chasing the quarterback and getting to the quarterback. saw Sam Darnold have a horrible day in that nature when they locked up their playoff spot. So they could harass Dak Prescott, no problem. I also think Ezekiel Elliott is needing to be cut from this Cowboys team. He's not the dominant player that he used to be, where he'll mow you down. He was struggling to find any sort of daylight, and I've seen that happen multiple times throughout multiple games that I've seen throughout the season. So, you know, you get Dak Prescott pressured, you force him into bad situations, and, you know, nothing with Zeke Elliott. Maybe Tony Pollard, you have to watch out for him for sure. But, you know, you play good enough defense, you force Dak Prescott, you force the issue on him. Mistakes will be made. I think in that game against Tampa Bay, I believe Dak Prescott will throw at least three balls, maybe more, that are turnover worthy. Like those plays are the plays that Tampa needs to be looking for and ready to pounce on. I mean, immediately because he makes bad decisions with the football, cares for the football. I think he's the stat came out. I can't can't recall the top of my head, but I know he a couple weeks ago was had seven interceptions and seven touchdowns in that many in about fourteen games. So he throws the interceptions and he's really good at that. So there's the offense, and I think Tampa lines up well uh, against that. I think those play to their strengths. I think they could pressure him. I think they can make his life miserable, and I think he even gets some fumbles from him or Ezekiel Elliott. Then defensively, the Cowboys did not play well against the quick slants. We saw multiple times where they did, you know, quick stuff inside. Touchdowns were happening from those. Long plays were being broken out. And it's not even just quick. It's like, you know, intermediate, maybe even like deeper slants or quick slants and stuff like that. Those stuff all worked really against, well against the Cowboys. And I didn't get to talk about it on, let's uh, say it's Monday. So last Friday. We didn't do, do, a, do an episode because there wasn't a whole lot of news. Now there's a ton of news. Um, but we, I watched the film on, you know, the – the Bucks and they need to be using the quick game. Get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands very quickly because this offensive line is still makeshift, right? They're getting guys back. They'll probably be healthy, because Ron Jensen's window is like, now, to get him back on that football field, I'll let you know when I finally figure out what the situation is on Twitter or through the podcast, but probably both, Uh, but you know, when they get that fully healthy, that's a different story, but right now getting the ball out of Tom Brady's hands very quickly has worked really well for Tampa, we saw that in the Carolina game, they did that a lot, and it was just very fast, very methodical, Gave got the ball moving down the field, so that actually lines up pretty decently with this Cowboys team as far as what they showed on film against the Commanders, Now, obviously, like I said, we'll watch more. The games, and we'll continue this talk on Friday. But I think if they're able to get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands very, very quickly, they can have a lot of success, and they can make a lot of things happen. With Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, those guys have all come on really strong and have played at the level that you would want and that you would expect. So if they're able to do that, I think they'll have a lot of success. Then you shuffle in a couple of Mike Evans deep passes, which Tom Brady does really well, and you can lay it in there. And we saw multiple times the Commanders tried some deep stuff that didn't necessarily work. Because it was Sam Howe who was their third-string guy, and somehow the, yeah. the the you know the Cowboys still ended up losing that game. But if they're able to do that, I think they can really have a lot of success. Tom Brady just needs to be careful with the football because you know Tom Brady is really good; he's, he's Tom Brady. But certain times you can see a few little mistakes, but having a lot of quick slants and stuff like that will help. But this Tampa team has no reason to lose. So like as far as I can tell, the th- footage that I've gathered throughout the season, because these are probably the two most watched teams that I've personally seen. Everything I saw, and you know. Yeah, Tampa lost, but that's a little bit of like a little bit of an interesting situation. But everything's kind of clicking in for Tampa. The Cowboys have played great at the beginning of the season and have fallen off the rest of the season. And that game did not help any sort of case that they're trying to make of being a good playoff contending team. It actually probably just made it worse. Um, and I think, you know, Tampa plays well defensively and just, you know, gets after Dak Prescott forces the issue. I think the offense can play well because I always I believe this since the Super Bowl run. Uh, the Tampa Buccaneers are great defensively. Their offense is a great as you know, second fiddle a little bit to the defense. The defense is the strong point. Tom Brady's on that sec that second fiddle and that makes him even better and even you know, even stronger. So I think personally Like I said, we'll talk about this when I'm able to watch all the film, but if I had to pick right now where I stand right now, which is subject to change, I would say Tampa wins that game. All right. Okay. So speaking of Tom Brady, uh, uh, all all
0: people (laughs) who are concerned about such things are wondering where Tom is going to go next year. Is he going to end up in a booth for Fox or is he going to end up on the field playing for some team or another? But we know that his contract with Tampa is expiring and there's no guarantee that he will stay in Tampa. Um, In fact, Lots of rumors are, are are swirling all of the time around where he will end up. Uh, the Raiders are one of those teams that uh, now that uh, Derek Carr is is it David Carr or Derek Carr there, Derek the Carr. Carr Derek Carr is gone right. He was benched and and then it's yeah. he's not coming back. So um, so so w- what are you hearing about Brady going to the Raiders?
1: Apparently, the Raiders are all in on trying to pry him away. When Isn't that everybody? Everyone's
0: trying to pry Tom away from Tampa. Well,
1: Isn't that the deal? I mean, not everybody clearly <laughs> not um, everybody. I think a lot of people okay. are very satisfied with their quarterback right. situations. Yeah.
0: Andy Reid is not calling.
1: No, I think what well, the saints probably are, you know, in that situation. Uh, but I don't like, obviously maybe they'll call about him, but there's like 2% of the lead. That's actually in the running to get Tom Brady. Like the the Saints, maybe, but you know, Carolina's not gonna get him. The Texans aren't gonna get him. The Jets aren't gonna get him. None of those like teams that are like actually struggling, they actually in need of a quarterback. Tom Brady's gonna be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna give them the opportunity to get probably another Super Bowl and go to your team while you're doing a rebuild and trying to figure a thing out. There's no way they're gonna get that. I think the Raiders are in running. I think the Saints are in running. I think T- uh, Tampa's in running. Um, and I think the Booth is in running. I don't think there's many other teams except those slew of teams that are actually reasonably in running of getting Tom Brady. Um, and I think the Raiders are actually maybe even a legitimate threat, um, possibly. The problem with the Raiders is, you know, everything's in question with that team. The coaching staff's a little bit in question. What's going to happen next with them? Is you know, going to keep his job. Uh, DeMonte Adams, he said he wants to stay, but that's depending on the quarterback they're going to get because obviously superstars can do what they want at this point. Um, the defense... Has been playing pretty pretty well all together. They've got the right pieces: Josh Jacobs, you know, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, right, Max Crosby. They have got good pieces all over all across the board. All they need is that you know one guy that can you know click everything together and get things going in the right direction. Um, I think the biggest thing that probably holds Tom Brady back is those two things: Devontae Adams. Is he going to stay or is he going to go? Like, they'll have to figure that out. Uh, and B, you know, are they going to stay with their coaching staff? Is that who's going to be there? Um, if he likes both those things, I think that's actually a legitimate chance that he drops, drops Tampa and moves to, you know, Las Vegas. I think mean, that's, a, you know, that's a possibility how long he does that for. I don't really know this Raiders team on paper should have had a really good playoff run. Now they're not even in the playoffs. And I think that has a lot to do with their quarterback situation and the under utilization of, um, of, you know, of Tom, or uh, of Derek Carr, which they haven't done a, you haven't done that great a job of, you know, using. um. So I think that's, you know, another question of, you know, can they get Devontae Adams in, in play a little bit? But, you know, I don't think, I think it's probably 3-10. I don't know about the Saints. The Saints would really probably depend if they're able to get Sean Payton back. I don't think he's going to go there with the situation they are in. Not to say they're untalented. They just have a lot of work to do to get to that point. I think the you know, there's probably the Bucks, the Raiders, or, you know, or the Booth. Now, do I think the Booth is where he goes next season? No, I, I don't I don't think Tom Brady like can force himself out of this game. Like I don't think that's he just I think he's just going to keep playing and he's going to keep playing and he's going to keep playing um for as long as he humanly possibly can. Uh I I don't think I don't think he just does it by himself. I don't think he's like okay, you know, I'm done now especially if he you know, has a good playoff run here and he does well and things go in the right direction, I think he thinks to himself, okay, I got another couple years in me or I, I can keep things going. So I don't think the booth is that much on the table as well. I think it's it's in the back of his mind, but I don't think that's where he's going if, if I had to guess on that. So I think it's probably just the Raiders, the Buccaneers. That is you know, his next choice. Maybe there's a team that pops up as a dark horse candidate later on in the off season, but You know, based off what Tampa's been able to do uh, and keep Tom Brady for this time and keep him in the running and keep things going the way they're going. And if this team can play as well as I think they should be able to in the playoff run, I don't know if that they're off. I think they're pretty high up on that totem pole as a possibility. Um, But I think it'd be kind of fun for him to, you know, go to the Raiders uh, and then, you know, played Von Miller for the first person to win a Super Bowl with three different squads. So that'd be the Tampa Buccaneers, the Patriots, and possibly even the Raiders, which would be kind of a fun little thing for Von Miller to try to beat him out as he played the Rams and the, you know, and the Broncos and won the Super Bowl. But that's probably the teams. I think it's a real possibility. I know as you as a Tampa fan don't want that to be a possibility, especially where they're at. Um, but I think, you know, you know, anything can happen in the NFL. Anything can happen any day. We know the Raiders don't want him anymore. Uh, I thought I saw a report that Carr could be traded as early as the Pro Bowl. Before the Super Bowl actually happens, so we'll see what they're able to get in draft capital or another player because that will open up some clarity there as well. But in the next few months, we'll kind of see where everything shakes out and goes. But I think the booth is off the table. I think he plays another season. Okay, I think you're probably right. I think he does continue to play.
0: I hope that he continues to offer his services in Tampa, <laughs> Tampa. because why would you like why Why go start over again? Tampa's just to a say great, you can It's on the beach. It's a great place. Come on, just stay also in Tampa. Las Vegas though. Well, also a desert. It's a desert. It's not a it? beach. It's not, the same. it's not the same. I'm sorry. Not the same. Uh, so some speculation out there. Okay, so uh, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. I guess Michigan's under investigation. Usually when this stuff happens, um, that's a great opportunity for the coach to move on and go get a fresh start in a completely different league where we will be able to he will not have to face any consequences for his behavior in the prior league. Um, and uh, and so we've seen that in the past, like uh, Pete Carroll at USC. USC had a bunch of charges come down, a bunch of uh, impacts from the way that they were running their recruitment and how the team was running. And so Pete Carroll goes off to Seattle. Uh, here we have Jim Harbaugh. Rumors are out there that he is going to head back to the NFL. For those that don't uh, remember Harbaugh started at, you know, not where he started, but uh, he coached. He was a head coach at Stanford. Uh, then he went to San Francisco and uh, then out to uh, to Michigan. And so some speculation out there is a lot of head coaching positions uh, vacant or becoming vacant uh, going into next year. So lots of opportunity for someone like him who has a a really good, I mean, he took San Francisco to the, the Super Bowl. I think that they win. I think they won? Did, Did they, they win? They? I'm not sure if they won, but they went to the Super Bowl. Um, so he's got a good track record in the NFL. Um, I think there was some issues between him and the ownership, uh, just some maybe personality quirks. Not sure, um, but looks like Harbaugh's heading back to the National Football League.
1: Yeah, it seems like he's interested in in coming back and and playing. From a report I read today, it sounds like he's willing to go to Denver and coach there. He wants back in the NFL. Which goes against everything that he is saying publicly. He did a report to Michigan. that basically said, "I know all the reports are out there. I'm not coming. I'm staying in Michigan. I'm hoping to coach here in 2023. This is kind of where I want to be." Blah blah blah. Reports are now coming out that saying, and he just interviewed with the Denver Broncos yesterday, or uh, something like that. And and you know they need a head coach, and he wants to come back apparently. So you know everything uh, or personalities in the NFL, you know quarterbacks and coaches. They never really say what they mean. They're not going to give away what they're actually going towards, so it's usually good to take the grain of salt as far as him saying he wants to go back to Michigan. I would not be surprised if he took this Denver Broncos job because now I think there's going to be multiple coaches in the running for it. But the Denver Broncos are probably well, you know, probably in a better situation to go after Harbaugh than they are to go after Sean Payton because Sean Payton comes with you have to give a first round draft choices and a bunch of other stuff to the Saints to get him, and the Broncos are still interested in that. But at the same time, why would you be interested in, in in that when you have to give up that much and there's other head coaching jobs or other head coaches that are out there and available for, for the taking? Uh, if Harbaugh is interested in coming back, maybe you can get a little bit better deal to get him. Uh, I don't think he wants to go with the Panthers. I think I just saw the Panthers are pretty much out and he's not in that running anymore. Uh, does he want to go to the Cardinals? I wouldn't think he would want to go to the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals are in that great a situation for, for him to start winning. I think the Denver Broncos are probably the best spot that he could possibly go to and, and, and have success. So like I said, I think, you know, we're going to see more and more come out um, as far as where he wants to go and, and which location he wants to, wants to be at. But I think, you know, out of the head coaching jobs that are available – the Denver Bronco one is the goldmine, in my opinion, because of who they have and how they have possibility of becoming better and better. Uh, we saw Russell Wilson yesterday had a couple of really nice deep balls. He's having some more designed sneaks, designed opportunities for him to play his brand of football, uh, his stuff that he does really well. He beat the Chargers, which is a playoff team. This team just needed a better head coach, and they finally got it. He's able to keep the guy they have right now as an offensive coordinator or something like that on this, um, on this team. The sky's the limits for this Denver Broncos team. They just got to fill in a couple extra pieces, make everything, you know, shiny and new. Again, new head coach in there, someone that knows what they're doing and has success. Like you said, Harpa has success in the Super Bowl, uh, has played at the highest level, um, and you don't really need to worry about, you know, any of that. And, you know, maybe even you get an opportunity to play your brother, in, you know, in a championship, in a playoff game or even a regular season game, <laughs> Ravens, Broncos-type situation. But I think out of all the t- teams that are available, you know, the, the Cardinals, the Panthers... Uh, the Saints might become available, you know, the Colts, all those teams are all available, but none of those are even slightly appealing. Um, and so I think, you know, Sean Payton is probably the guy you're going up against. Like that's, that's the guy that would probably pose a bunch of the biggest threat. But like I said, at the same time, maybe he doesn't pose that much of a threat because I don't think the Denver Broncos actually have that much to trade for him because obviously they want to keep guys after giving everything to Seattle. Um, <laughs> They don't really have that many first round draft choices anymore. So I think if you know you go next best thing, you get Harbaugh, you get him in there. If he's interested and he's willing to go to Denver, that report is accurate and true. I think we can see Harbaugh get signed. Uh, you know, before maybe a little bit before the Super Bowl or maybe a little bit afterwards. But I think Denver's where he ends up going, just because I don't think he leaves Michigan, which is a good football program, to go to to go to uh the Colts or one of these f- football programs that's going to take years to get to the point where at the productive level. And with how uh, fickle um ownership is nowadays in the nfl like you mess up one year yep. you're gone it does it doesn't take much we saw a kingsbury who is just a year removed from signing his uh extension is fired he's gone so you know you want to go to a place that actually you have some six opportunity for success and not the possibility of getting fired you know like that so i think personally denver's where he goes yep okay all right well we will see um
0: we will wait to talk about the draft order, I think, uh, a little bit later on. There was a the, the little bit of drama yesterday um, with the Houston Texans coming uh, back to beat, beat the, the Colts. Colts in order to fall a position uh, in their draft order. So they will be number two instead of number one overall. On the Bears. Get the number one. I have personally spoken to a Houston Texans fan who— I was not
1: happy about oh, that. Oh no, yeah. he wants the first round. But the thing is, like they fell one position. It's not like the the Texans lose that on Bryce yeah, Young. Yeah, but There's people no could jump that... up in front of them. They could get you how know, would they jump the... up in front of them. I mean, so, somebody could the trade. Bears.
0: Someone could trade with the Bears to go up and get a player, what, Bryce that, Young, whoever, whoever that might be, that they want. So you they know, could
1: trade. There you go. Well, they could, I guess. I mean, just lose the game. I mean, I, I, I like. I the whole thing seems a little bit. A little bit weird, like you know, he plays it, he has them when he talks about how they're all professionals, they want to win the game, and then he gets fired. I don't know if that's, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to everything that just happened. But I've never seen a team, you know, play like that. Get to be a team when the first round pick is up for grabs. I feel like if I was a coach or a GM, I'd be like, just lose the game, take the pick, and you know, go home. Yeah. Well, it's just you spend all year preaching,
0: win the game, win the game, and then you right. get you down to that point. Now. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. there we go. All right. Well, we got a national championship to get ready for, shall we? Yes, we shall. Listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Enjoy that national championship game. And uh, like we said, no no podcast on Wednesday. We will pick things back up on Friday with a bit of a uh, NFL playoff preview episode. So, we'll catch you then. See See you. God bless.